Alright guys, we're live. Yo, what what's up? up boys? What up? How's everyone doing today? Doing great. Kind of an odd night for this uh, little Wednesday night, a little late night too. Almost yeah. nine. This is uh, definitely the latest podcast we've we've done so far. Uh, it's, it's been a pretty hectic week getting all of us together on the all set down and ready to talk about something. Alright, so yeah. for those of you uh, sure. tuning in, you'll notice that our... Uh, our host is is currently out of frame right now. He's um he's he's off doing some other more important things that uh he uh he figured were were better than the the old bona fide talk crew. So he might join in later Aww. at some point. He might not. But yeah, we figured we just we just get rolling and start talking with just the three of us. Yeah, he start deemed, with the most um, important thing. Yeah, let's go. Let's start with the most important thing. So. Cameron, Wait, what, what was drink? Brian gonna say? Sorry. Keep rolling. We good? Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay. All right. Uh, so Cameron, what are you drinking on over there? Oh, I'm drinking on a little uh, Pog basement. So uh, Pog stands for Passion Fruit Orange Guava. Pretty good. I've had basement IPAs. The Scoflaw uh, is the brand Scoflaw, and the uh, the Passion Fruit just adds a nice little flavor to it. Uh, it's it's really good. I like it. Dude, yeah. You've been getting fruitier and hoppier by the week. <laughs> no, this is actually this and is actually got a trippy can too. It is trippy. There's a goat on it. What's the description on that beer like? Is it is it as oh, crazy as the other one, the terrapin one? Uh, it's a little bit more descriptive. Well, I mean, not descriptive, uh, but more of a a story. It says, "Meet Basement's outgoing little brother." A little less business, a lot more party. We add in passion fruit, orange, and guava for a big-ass tropical kick, taking you out of the basement and straight to the island. Wow. It, it tastes like that. I like it. Makes me I like up. it better than last week's, uh, what was that called? High and, um, what was that? High and, what's that word? High and dry? For the beer. No, 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 no. The, uh... Not hoppy. Jesus, I can't even remember. Pithy? Not hazy. High and oh. hazy. <laughs> high and hazy. Yeah, last week I had a terrapin high and hazy. And that was pretty good, but I like this better. What, what would like you say is more better. pithy? <laughs> uh, the high and hazy was more pithy. I don't That's even know good. what that means. Yeah. I, I have no either. clue. <laughs> but I, I, I often use words that I don't know what they mean. And Yeah. All right, Brian, <laughs> what are you drinking on over there? So I don't know if this is by pure coincidence, but the one time that Lusk is not joining us, I'm on the Miller Lite train. Oh my so God. again, just <laughs> some light beer, non-hazy, non-piffy, non-IPA, just easy drinking. That's all right. That's a fine Pilsner you got there. Represent that it is. For the fallen Lusk. All right, so I'm going to, I'm sticking to Basically the same thing that I, that I had last weekend or last week, and I'm I'm going with the uh, the truly lemonade, and this is the black cherry. <laughs> seltzers, dude. dude. I I love my it's seltzers. It's good. It's a great way. Did you to... not take anything from the conversation last week? 
seltzers are ass. No, Bud Light seltzers are ass. They're, how much better are those Truly Lemonades than Bud Light seltzers, Blake? Yeah, so the Truly Lemonades are definitely the best seltzer I've had. But I, I still like the Bud Light seltzers. I don't know. I just... Yeah, well... I, I'm on the seltzer kit because I, I got to keep those calories off. I got to... <laughs> if, if I just sit down and have like two or three beers a night, I'm going to... I'm going to be like 400 pounds in the next year. So. Yeah. So I'm, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Just like the, uh, the story that yeah. I tell the cashier when I'm buying these, that I'm, I'm just, I'm getting these for my girlfriend or my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You uh, definitely need to. Did you notice the new cans? Slight redesign. I don't know if I ever saw the original cans. Which redesign? Uh, I think you had an original one last week. It's just a couple of words are in a different spot, honestly. Oh. It's been barely different. Uh, that just speaks volumes to how in tune you are with Seltzer's camera that you can. Dude, I noticed it in the middle of a pack. Of so some of the flavors <laughs> were the old can and some of them were the new one. Like they started running the. Uh, the new cans on like the most popular ones, well, like just plain lemonade and mango and new cans. And then some of them didn't have the new cans. And then the next time I got it, they all had the new cans. So it's kind of weird, like a little transition period. But anyway, yeah, I, I get those too often. Nice. All right, so uh, so what's everyone been doing this week? It's it's been kind of a, a hectic week in terms of getting this podcast out. Uh, what I, I haven't really talked to you guys a whole lot since. Uh, yeah, so let's start been on with um, yeah. So the uh, the impediments. Why why are we dropping on Wednesday? Uh, Monday. I can't remember the real reason. I think there was not scheduling in oh. work or something. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, then uh, our... yesterday, Blake, why uh, why weren't we able to do it yesterday, huh? I had some prior arrangements to take care of yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean? essentially, we don't have a good excuse for you listeners. It came down to laziness and Blake's prior arrangements. Um, but I think we still have a good episode uh, laid out ahead of us. Um, so one of our segments, we'll get into a little later on, but we're talking about, you know, summer weekend activities, what we've been up to, stuff like that. Um, but before that we have kind of like a little anecdote, I guess, to start it off with, um, and a little bit of a throwback. So Blake, do you want to, um, give more context into how you got stranded on your way home from Colorado? <laughs> that... That was quite the lead in there. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess I guess we should talk about the uh, our what we've been doing the past these past few years as a group. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, a, a bunch of us get together every Christmas or around Christmas time and, and try to figure out some sort of somewhere to go for skiing. We we all grew up in Georgia, so snow is is pretty. Pretty or snow days are pretty far and few between down there, um, but I know I know Brian and I growing up in the Boy Scouts we we would go on ski trips like once a year with our troop and and those were always awesome and so once we once we all moved off to college we would just 
we tr you know take a take a break over around Christmas try around Christmas time and uh, and try to go up and at least get like one day of skiing in. I think one year we went up to to Catalucci for a single day. <laughs> Rented rented a a shitty ass motel and just and skied the uh, the eighteen slopes at Catalucci Mountain. What was the other one? Spring Mountain, Summer Mountain. Uh, There's another Mountain. like two lift, Sugar Mountain. Yeah, that was a three lift one. Yeah, then we had um, West Virginia. We had one of those that was like kind of in between. It's like oh, they actually have more than three uh, lifts here, and it was. I think there's probably like ten rounds on that one, but it was still shitty, just fake snow that was ice. And then so I don't know when it was, but we finally sacked up and went to Colorado. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I so guess that was that was about uh, two Christmases ago. Now we uh, we all had a little bit of money in our pockets and, and figured we'd we'd do it big and, and spend a week out in Colorado. Uh, skiing for I know it was my first time skiing out in uh, in Breckenridge and uh, yeah so it's just it's been a, a yearly tradition that we try to do weren't able to get get through with it last year but so I had just recently bought a new truck before our ski trip to go out west so was, I was all excited because before then I had I just had some really crappy car I mean you can both attest to uh the old no, it was an Oldsmobile. <laughs> well, yeah, might as well have been a Buick. Fuck it. The, the old Oldsmobile Bravada that that carried me throughout high school, and so I had uh, I had recently gotten a truck. And I was college. All excited. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess through uh, and college, college for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I got this. I got this truck my senior year of of college, and uh, I was excited to road trip out there. So Brian and I we we took our trucks out with uh, packed them full with with everyone else going out there that week. And, uh, we, we had, we had, a we did fine driving out there, you know, spent, I think it took us like three days to get out there with stops and stuff. Never drive out in Colorado. It's not worth it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It took so, you three days. So what, what do we do? We went from Georgia to. Ole Miss. Uh, yeah. To Oxford, Mississippi. Stayed there for a night. Then we went from Oxford to some. Kansas. No. KOA campground. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't in Kansas. It was it was some random city, or some random town, like three hours outside of Denver. So we were, we were in Colorado, and then the oh, next yeah, day, yeah. you could have made it if you if you take one night mm -hmm. in between, then you it's it's easy. Uh, it was it was about eight hours to Oxford, and then it was like I think we had like sixteen hours of driving from Mississippi to uh, it was Limon. Or Lyman, Colorado, L I M O N. Yeah, I was falling asleep at the yeah, wheel. Yeah, I was too. I, I don't so, think I could physically do anymore. Y'all yeah, so didn't have other people in the car. It was just me we and me and Ryan Bowman. Uh, I was being a little bitch. I didn't want anyone to drive my truck because it was so new. Ah, I was gonna say if you're by yourself, that's understandable. But if you have other people, then you just switch and then you make yeah. it, and then it's, it's only one night. And boom. Well, also, easy. I didn't really trust Ryan's driving skills. <laughs> but anyway, so we, we, we make it out to, to Breckenridge, have a good time. But on the way back, I realized why you don't take a vehicle 3,000 miles across the country to, uh, to Colorado. 
Or you don't take a GMC that far. Yeah, yeah fuck you, bro. My truck a is you're, you're, My 5.3 liter engine would destroy your Hemi. You sure? <laughs> but anyway, so... It Brandon, obviously did not last it. Yeah, so anyway, on our, on our way back, we were... Uh, <laughs> me and two other friends were uh, driving through Missouri when we, the truck started to act up. We left Colorado and the engine light was on. I was like, huh? I, I guess I'll just get that looked at when I when I get back. And um, about 1,500 miles later, my my truck clunked out in some in the middle of Missouri. And, uh, Isn't it a transmission issue? Yeah. So it ended up being uh, the transmission ended up just crapping out. There was there was some part that GM had been having problems with, and luckily luckily for me. The, the guy who bought my truck before me had like, he got the transmission rebuilt like 20,000 miles before I bought it. So it was still under warranty. Um, and so luckily that was able to get fixed. Otherwise I would have had to eat a pretty big cost on that, on that truck right after buying it. But the only thing that did suck was it was, so that was right around Christmas time. So I had to, we had to scramble our way back. Uh, basically just got stranded in, in Columbia, Missouri for a few hours, ended up getting a rental a rental vehicle and just driving the whole way back. I don't think we made it back to Canton until like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, but yeah, so it was, my truck was just stuck in Missouri for like two and a half weeks over Christmas time while they were just, while they were fixing the transmission. And, and I just, I flew back out there with my dad at the beginning of January and, and drove it back. Jeez. So yeah. Don't buy a GM. Um, definitely buy a GM. And my truck's awesome. Don't drive to Colorado. Pay the money for the round trip plane ticket. Yeah, I mean, it is it is nice to have your own vehicle out there. I just I I hate not like worth flying out there and then like getting some rentals. That some yeah, because it's not only the plane ticket; it's the cost of a rental. Vehicle. You don't even need a rental, dude. You just take a van out there. Brian, how did we get to Vail while we were out there? Yeah, but you got a one resort. So, well, I don't know. You just pick one place. It's I'm also not the camper. I don't like sleeping outside. Like I don't. I like convenience, and I'll pay for it. I did yeah. the whole driving thing. It was cool. Good memories. Most fun. I never want to have again. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good time. But I will get many more times. Yeah. So, uh, this year's trip, though, is Salt Lake City. Speaking of that, Blake, have you bought your pass yet, or are you still in limbo on that? Uh, I'm still just kind of waiting on that. Honestly, I, I need to just – I need to buy it. I just – I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. Not a whole lot, please. Is the government going to free you? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a slave to Trump right now. Yeah, are they going to free you? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, so so luckily luckily now for the the trip coming up, I got a I got a place to store store all my snow gear and my snowboard and all that. And uh hopefully hopefully soon I'll be I'll be working on a little area that I can I can start uh you know main, maintaining some of the uh maintaining that snowboard, uh working on building a workbench in the garage. Your workbench. You've been talking this up for a minute now. What tasks are you going to be doing on said workbench? Woodworking. 
right. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm just genuinely curious. Well, like, I don't know. I just I want a nice. I want a little a little workbench with some tools to uh, to just make things. You know, whatever I think of making, I'll just make it on my workbench. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll just screw some two by fours together. Uh, I I could. I can make a little uh, shoe stand. Pretty little squares. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can. Right, I can make all sorts of now. shapes to, uh, with uh, the right. Uh, <laughs> and what will you do with said shapes? Collect them. <laughs> collect shapes. <laughs> you want to work? Stain them. You can collect shapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Dude, oh are you all right? Is quarantine really just hitting you fucking harder now? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, need I want to do. shapes. <laughs> no, but in all reality, I I don't know. I've just I've always part of the reason I moved into a house was so that I could have a little a little area to um to make things. Uh, I I definitely want to yeah. start getting into some like some house projects, and I know having a workbench yeah. is is pretty necessary for that. Starting off with some basic tools like a just a saw, uh, maybe a jackhammer. I get it. Um, but back to the convenience thing. Like, whenever I was making stuff for my house, I would just get the dimensions, like, all put together. I would know what, like, I needed, what boards, what length. And then I would just go to Home Depot and have them cut it that way. Not trying to discredit your workbench, because, like, I see the value in it. But yeah, at the I same time, be, I don't know. It'd be something cool to do. So, speaking of the quarantine, I've just, I've been so, other than working and just, you know, buying a house that that's actually been keeping me busy but other than that mm. there's just there's there's not a whole lot to do other than work right. play video games um, so i just i think it'd be cool to to start a little hobby uh i feel like everyone who who owns a house needs some sort of workbench every guy at least yeah, yeah. needs uh you know I, I grew up my dad had a workbench didn't really use it a whole lot um <laughs> but it, Same it was there. Ours. <laughs> yeah we have so many tools we have the table saw that you bring down cut shit on we have this one little section that literally is just for drilling minute little holes i think it probably costs like two grand we have probably like five different chainsaws all this shit that just never got used so that's yeah. probably why i'm uh I, I don't know if i would say lashing out against your workbench but i right, just i am uh, offended <laughs> i have my reservations about it i can't believe you're attacking my my creative ideas <laughs> I thought we were friends. Yeah, one as long as you plan on using it. Yeah, yeah, that. And then you mentioned a like home gym type setup in your garage. Like I see the value in that. I I can get behind that for sure. And if you use your workbench to accomplish it, then fine. (laughs) All All the power. Yeah. Thanks for your (laughs) approval. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah. So it's like it's one of the things. Whenever you move into a new place, you kind of you just get all these ideas and start thinking of, of ways to fill up the space. And, um, so speaking of my truck, I, I can't actually fit it in my garage. <laughs> it's, Jesus, uh, right. Yeah. It's, I tried, I tried fitting it in there the other day and I was afraid I'd scrape the roof off, but, um, so it's so too I, tall. Yeah. It's too tall. So no, you could do is just leave the garage door up and put the truck bed in it. Just have it halfway covered. Your neighbors would probably love it. They'd probably steal all my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to close your garage door. Especially if you're going to put tools in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, but both of those things, it's just like as long as you're going to use it, and one way to make sure you're going to use it is just go ahead and get started. Like Brian said, like you can get the stuff cut at the at the at Home Depot, like the store. Uh, and that's what I did when I was first like decided I was going to build something. This is I was in between jobs like over a year ago. Y'all remember that standing desk I built? I built I a do, standing yeah. desk just because I I needed one and I didn't want to go spend like three hundred dollars. So I just like. Spent less than a hundred on wood and just bought some screws and had a drill and I just put it all together. It is so wobbly. I mean, it still works. I still have it, um, but <laughs> it's like Do you um, use it when you. Yeah, I use it a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, not as much now because I have a second. Well, kind of my brother has a second desk that I like to sit down at more now. But uh, yeah, no, I, I have used it a lot. And I just decided, I, I knew something I needed. I just decided I was going to make it instead of going and buying one. And that was kind of, I mean, I, it, it it satisfied me. Like, oh, I just built this and put it together. And when I finally put it up in my room, I was just like so happy with it. Even though it wasn't perfectly mm-hmm. stable. And it wasn't perfectly square. Like one thing about getting, getting them to cut stuff at Home Depot is like it might not be perfectly square. Or when they cut it, it might not be smooth. Because each saw... Right. Like the circ, uh, like the chop saw you were talking about that you have on a table. It gets the like, blades get bent over time. Well, yeah, but also each blade has a different uh, tooth count. So, like the amount of teeth oh. that are on the blade, the uh, a lot of them, like the ones they have at Home Depot and ones they use on construction sites, uh, have fewer teeth. It's just for like ripping wood real quick and just getting it cut. And it doesn't matter how nice it is. But if you have, like, if you're trying to build furniture for inside or, like, a, a more fine woodworking piece, then you'd want, like, a higher tooth count to get a more fine cut uh, and, like, a more clean cut. So that's one thing that once you get into, like, making stuff is square, because that's so important. I didn't realize how important that was. <laughs> Make it just making sure, like, everything's the same length, square, and just so you can put it together. It's... <laughs> it's hard to keep track of yeah. when you're doing it at Home Depot. Yeah. You've seen my coffee table, right? The one with like the uh the old porch rims. So yeah. that I got I got part of that cut at Home Depot. I don't know what they did. I'm sure it was like some West Atlanta kind of rundown Home Depot. So I'm sure the uh tooth counts out there aren't too high, but um it came out. It was well. probably something decent where it wasn't like cut awful but yeah it's just there's different uses different tools you need you know and that's what one thing i just like i didn't go buy a saw because i needed to cut something like i found a way to do it with what i like was available and just went ahead and built something without being like i need a saw and i like built it in my living room just on the floor like i didn't need a workbench but after doing that i was like damn it'd be nice to have like a table to stand up and do all this on and not be like on the ground kneeling over you know, uh, and it's just like all the tools you realize like, oh, that'd be really nice to have. Oh, that'd be really nice to have once you actually start doing it. Yeah, it's like Minecraft. I feel like it's a vicious cycle. You, you start getting into building something like, oh, I need a tool for this. Go get it. You get a little bit more advanced. So oh, I need it. I need this tool. I need this tool. I need this tool. And then you have too many tools that you know what to do with. Yeah, then you have a full-blown woodworking shop, and you build, like, a, a couple things a year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's the life. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Brian, what would, if you, if, 
so obviously you're vehemently opposed to the idea of a, a woodworking setup in your house. <laughs> but um, but what are so what you've been in your house for a few months now? What are what are some projects you've mm-hmm. been working on slash slash have, uh, right. have ideas for in the future? So I started my little like I guess you call it foray into building shit last Thanksgiving time. So. I mentioned earlier I have a coffee table that has a it's pretty unique so in my garage or my mom's garage I should say now we had a pair of racing slick tires for our Porsche that just never got used and with tires if you don't use them within like a year or two they go bad so Essentially, they were just sitting there. They had rims, and I don't really know where the idea came from, but I was like, all right, I can turn this into a coffee table. And it turned out to be a really good piece. Um, However, one of the things with that little mini project I ran into is with Porsches, the front two tires are um, smaller in width than the rear two. So that just went right over my head. And so I had to build this like unique little stand that accounted for that and offset it diagonally so that it all lined up and was level on the top when I got the piece of custom glass cut and then put on. Um, So it was something I thought was going to take me like four hours turned into easily a 20 hour project and multiple weekends of work. So that was one thing, the one I'm probably most proud of. Um, And then regarding my house and moving in, so I have that as my coffee table now. I've got one more project in the pipe. Um, Two of the ones I've finished so far are some DIY-style benches. Um, No shame, found them off Pinterest. It costs (laughs) 75 bucks per bench. Um, I haven't got the cushions fitted yet cause I'm going to have to get some custom cushions. So that's probably going to be more than the entire bench itself. Just cause cushions are pretty fucking expensive. Uh, who would have known, you know, <laughs> I need to, um, yeah. right. Well, yeah, hemorrhoids wood. So, <laughs> um, if you sit on it, just, just lay up some mulch there. <laughs> On the, on the benches. Uh, so it looks, is Brian looks like, there for you? Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> it looks like Brian, okay. Brian cut out. Um, yeah. yeah, so I've, I've seen, uh, so I haven't been back to Georgia in really since I moved up here to Charleston. So I haven't really, I haven't gotten a chance to look at Brian's new house or any of his, his projects, but they seem like they've been, they've been turning out pretty well. Uh, camera. Yeah. I got a little table for your mom. I saw. You've been showing. Oh yeah, I've made I've made a handful of things over the last year, especially since quarantine started. Um, do you still have that picture? It's not on your computer, is it? Of your mom. That's all right. Or the <laughs> no, no. <laughs> of the table <laughs> of the table of, from your mom. Um, yeah. Honestly, probably somewhere. It's not on your computer though. No, it's That's not on my right. computer. I, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, well, one thing, I did see Brian's coffee table at his house last time I was there. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, um, yeah I thought it was really cool. And you can tell, like, 
he made it. It's not just something he bought, which is also really cool. And you go in somebody's house, and it's like they don't just have all their furniture is not just from rooms to go or something. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, the stuff that I've built, yeah, I started with that standing desk well over a year ago. It might be close to two years ago now. Yeah, I was in between jobs uh, after doing real estate. But anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so I built that standing desk. I built a standing desk for my dad. I built a... Uh, after that, I just kind of did like smaller shelves and bookshelves for like my mom and myself, just like in my closet. I needed some shelves like on top of the racks, you know, to create yeah. more space. Right. And I just had some wood laying around from those other projects. So I just uh, threw them together. Uh, let's see. And then, yeah, most recently I made a table for my mom. I talked a little bit about it before and like pretty simple design. But it, it honestly turned out so nice, like way nicer than I thought it would. Uh, the shelf, so it's like a basic table. It's pretty big, actually, for like a kind of my first table. Uh, you know, I've built this desk and it, bookshelves and other stuff, but this is like a big table. So what did you build it for? Like, what was the purpose of this table? In her laundry room, she has like this big space, but no countertop or anything. Oh, gotcha. Um, or and she wanted somewhere to fold clothes, um, and there was enough room for like a really big table. It was like sixty something inches wide. Jeez. Uh, it was as deep as the wall went, so it was like twenty eight inches deep. Uh, and then I made it taller than like counter height, so you know, like the counters in a kitchen or something. Yeah. Are still a little, a little low to be like folding clothes and stuff, so I made it a little higher than that. Uh, just a few inches, make it easy on my mom. Just to, like fold stuff. Um, the base is just two by fours, a shelf so she can like put laundry baskets in it, and then the top was uh, a MDF board, so just like particle board, and then epoxy poured over it, all purple and stuff. And so it was like a really nice surface. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's a really nice surface for her to fold and it just fit in that little section of her laundry room like a glove dude it just fit perfectly uh and so it fits in like a built-in countertop and then it has shelves underneath it and it's a nice surface and i'm I'm gonna build some similar tables to it um but just like i was saying earlier you do one project and you realize like oh it'd be nice if i had these other tools to do it better and so there's i need an orbital sander so i can uh sand and buff and polish the epoxy to yeah. make it like like uh you know perfect and and nice and polished and everything and uh and also a planer would be nice to to uh smooth out and square out some of the uh two by fours um like a hand planer that you can just run over and take small strips off a board oh yeah uh yeah, so you know, you just keep you do one project and you realize like, oh, well, that would be nice. Yeah. And there's like super expensive, like I was saying, if you had a full blown woodworking shop, then you just get like a big planer, you just stick a whole uh, board through, and but that's like six hundred dollars. So the cheaper, like more sensible way to do it in the beginning is just to get a hand planer for like a hundred, hundred fifty or something like that. So those are the, like the steps you go through as you build stuff. And I'm sure, I mean, I know that Brian ran into that when he was making his stuff. He's like, oh, that'd be easier. You know, that'd be easier to just cut it or something. 
So I got a couple tools now. My brother has a chop saw, like Brian was talking about. I have a jig saw, and, yeah. and, and you know all the drills and stuff and sanders. But orbital sander, the ones that spin, uh, would be good for like buffing and polishing specifically. So I'm trying to to build a new desk setup here in the uh, the old po- podcast studio. So what are what are some tools you recommend I get? Um, you know. Desks really aren't that bad. Um, like I said, I built my desk and have been using it for nearly two years now. And I didn't have any tools. I literally just had a drill and screws and glue, wood glue. <laughs> <laughs> so That's all so I, I, sh- had. I shouldn't get an orbital planer and a, a uh, no, an orbital ra- sander, a radial and a arm. Plate. Sander. <laughs> uh, no, you probably don't need those quite yet. You could build a desk. Um, honestly, the hand planer wouldn't be a bad thing to just go ahead and get. Yeah. If you're building like a tabletop or a desktop, because if you put multiple pieces of wood together and they're not like perfectly level, you know, like one's a little bit higher or like somehow they're not perfectly level across the top. You just run that planer over it, and it just takes off like really thin sections until it's flat. Hmm. So, so that would that would help with the desktop if you're going wood for the desktop, like pieces of wood put together. Right. But uh, yeah, that, I mean that's one. I mean sander sander's always good. I have like one of those vibrating sanders now. It's kind of it's it's all right. It's better than hand sanding, but the orbital ones that spin around are the best for just getting it done quick and uh so I always it makes it a lot easier type of guy. <laughs> 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 well it's the I'm cheaper back. option in the beginning i don't know what the hell was going on with my uh discord but i am back yeah you just like also no time. idea of what uh i left off of but horse table benches. diy benches Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it the seems like we've all back. we've all been kind of finding certain ways to keep us busy in terms of DIY projects during the whole COVID season. Um, oh yeah, but... and the uh, and this planner box. Oh wow, that was really easy. That's one of those things where you can just like get them to cut it at the store and then yeah. just put it and then just screw it together. You know, that's yeah. just like a ten inch ten inch wide board, two inches thick. And just get them to cut it down at the store. It doesn't matter how nice it is, and you just screw it together, and boom. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely like to get oh. a, a garden at some point in my backyard. I got to mow it first. Oui. So I've mowed. <laughs> been here. <laughs> Do you have a mower? It's about to be uh, fall, though. Is it the right time for gardening? Uh, I there could, are fall I could grow pumpkins. Yeah, it's the the pumpkin harvesting season. I don't know. So you might what, uh, pumpkin corn. spice lattes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that's what we, that's what my brother and and his wife had to do. They had to choose stuff because uh, we just moved in middle of the summer and they made this late summer. So we had to find specific things that you can plant late summer, fall that'll grow and bloom and stuff. So there's different plants for the whole year. Uh, it's pretty, uh, gardening's pretty interesting when you get into it. It's pretty cool how, how all this stuff grows and what it needs to, to thrive. 
you know? Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Definitely going to have to start that. Maybe figure out some, uh, what types of, what type of plants grow in the fall? Yeah. Yeah. Now that, so summer's coming to an end. We, uh, we've all been kind of, you know, doing our own thing during the summer, doing, during coronavirus. Uh, I know, you know, you guys have been, you guys have been hanging out together a few times. Uh, Brian, you've been going on the lake, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, what are some things that you guys wish you could have done this summer that you didn't do for, you know, whether it was, you, you didn't have enough time to do it or, you know, coronavirus got in the way. Say something that me, Lusk, and then Newsom did this past weekend, which Honestly, now that I think of it, I don't think I like regret that I didn't do it enough during summer because summer is hot as shit. But I'm looking forward to in the fall is doing like um, like hiking, maybe doing a backpacking trip. I'm very anti sleeping outside, but God, Brian, I don't know. I think I <laughs> back into it. Brian, um, I will. I will but... personally bring tampons for you if that's your biggest concern. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bed of them to sleep on. Yeah. As long as you bring a bear bag. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Brian, are, you, are you afraid of bears? Is that why you're afraid to sleep outside? you afraid of a little black bear coming to eat you? Oh, Dude, those things buddy. are fucking vicious. Yeah. But as long as we have pots and pans, we'll be good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fire. Uh, yeah. But um, speaking of like I don't know, weekend activities, stuff like that, um, we went to Yona Mountain, did like a nice little day hike, um, got to the top, and then made our way back down, and then over to Helen, which was only like 15 minutes away. Um, honestly, a cool little place. Um, very interesting people watching um and then you got you know beer and fudge in this weird little german style town in north georgia so that was oh, interesting it's over by um, helen right uh, or did you say you went to yeah helen? yeah it is helen sorry yeah. i was listening yeah we um we went it's probably like 20 minutes from you know so it was a cool little um day trip but i don't know looking forward i'd like to do smaller stuff like that like blake has mentioned uh previously with scouts and stuff like we did a two-week backpacking trip to philmont new mexico and at the time i obviously did not appreciate it as much as i do now it was a cool time um as much as i bitch about sleeping outside and not showering for five days it was it was still pretty cool looking back. So maybe, just maybe, we could plan a trip to, uh, I don't know how close Chattooga River is. I knew you were going to say that. I hope Brian's listening to this. But we could plan something like that. And I guess I would be willing to sleep outside. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, We'll make it comfortable for you, Brian. I want to do some backpacking. I know I, we've talked about this many times before. I remember in college we tried to do it with David, but it never worked out. Yeah. Uh, that's something I really want to do. 
Uh, so let's let's plan it, dude. Let's, yeah, you uh, should you should come. I've, I've gone camping before, but I've never done like multiple days like backpacking, hiking all day, and then camping. Yeah, backpacking is real camping. Where you, yeah, yeah, where you just you carry everything on your back, hike from point A to point B, and and set up camp in a new location. I love it. That's what I want to do. Yeah, we should we should definitely get something together. Uh, Chatug is or hiking along the Chatug River. Is it Chatug or Chatuga? I can't I actually. I think it's Chatuga. Yeah, yeah. Hiking yeah. along the Chatuga River. I think the lake is. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Lake right. Chatug, Chatuga River. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. a that's a beautiful t- uh, hike. Brian and I we did that a couple 14 times. Fourteen miles, right? Back in yeah. yeah, something like that. But yeah, there's there's tons of, of beautiful mountains around. I know, um, me and and uh, our friend Ryan, my brother Connor, and and Ryan's brother Reed, we all we went up to to Max Patch Mountain up in North Carolina back in February. So uh, actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and pull up a picture of of Max Patch on here. Um, I don't know if if you if you guys have seen it, Cameron and Brian, but it was probably one of the most beautiful hikes I've, I've ever done. So it's, it's this real cool. So I've got a, I've got a little picture up here. So it's just this like absolutely bare mountain that you hike up um, where it's, it's basically just grass at the very top. And you have this 360 degree view of, of the smoky mountain surrounding you. Uh, so the, the sunrise and the sunset, out there was was incredible um it's just i don't know i i love i love just just being outside and you know, hiking with everything on your back setting up a fire we we met some cool people out there um we actually we made friends with a, a former marine who is he had, he just he had recently like left the marines and was just kind of kind of out in the woods hiking on his own trying to figure out what he wanted to do with the rest of his life um it's just, it's, just a good, it's a good way to like to meet people and uh, just you know immerse yourself in nature. Yeah, that's pretty good. Sure. Feel like you can meet that's some pretty neat. people out in the woods. Oh yeah, he um, he was pretty cool, but then he <laughs> so we we became friends and stuff, and then he showed us his his gun that he was carrying with him. <laughs> I, I know if, me personally, I was I was kind of like, uh, this is getting a little weird. Get should the I, should fuck out of here. <laughs> what was it um it was some 45 i, I think it was uh, i don't remember exactly what the pistol was but oh. it was it was it, it definitely was not like a concealed carry weapon it was pretty big pretty big pistol um pretty big caliber this too. is what i will use to murder you tonight yeah <laughs> no nah, he, he was cool he didn't he didn't shoot yeah, i would <laughs> I'd be like more concerned if he like said he was a marine and didn't have a gun on him i'd be like wait you're a marine but you, but you're not carrying a gun. <laughs> like I'd well, be more concerned. Smart. So I mean, part of the reason why I didn't, you know, get too scared about it was he was by himself, and so that's you kind of need a yeah. handgun when you're when you're out hiking by yourself. You know, there there's some crazy people. You know, we've all heard stories of just someone out hiking by themselves, and and some lunatic comes along and and either kidnaps them or you know murders them in the forest. And you got bears to worry about, so you know some some to protect yeah, you yourself. Yeah, you just you as good. Yeah, you need a handgun a lot more, a lot more often than that too, especially nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the zombie apocalypse will will happen, and we'll definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, then you need an AR. <laughs> yeah. So so another 
the summer activity that I did a ton last summer, but I just haven't done it all this summer was was fishing. I know we we had all been talking about you guys coming up here and visiting visiting me, visiting me, uh, and doing a deep sea fishing trip, but it just it never worked out um, really because of this whole coronavirus situation. But man, I just I miss I miss uh, going out there and, and doing that. Do you remember that uh, big ass hog we got out of your neighborhood pond? <laughs> that was a year ago, right? Or was that two? No, that was that was about a year ago. A little it, that, so that was yeah. last summer. Yeah. Right. Cameron, were you there for that? There is. When Brian caught that no. big ass catfish, dude. No. All right. So one. Kinda caught. Ninety percent caught. You you pulled it up on the on the on the shore. We were holding it. It just. It was so big that the hook ripped out of its mouth and it fell back in the water. <laughs> like, well, hey, and then more than just the fish fell in the water. <laughs> yeah, so oh. we were there with a group of people, and uh, and Brian reels up this. So the the na- there's a little pond in my neighborhood that uh, I was used to go fishing at, and there's there's some pretty decent sized catfish in there. And so Brian, it's at least ten pounds, dude. Oh, it was at least ten pounds. That thing was probably like three and a half feet long. I mean, it was it was heavy enough to for you to like pull it up on the the fishing line, and the hook literally like it was the hook was in there. Like you you caught that fish, and it ripped through its mouth, fell out, and our friend uh, John goes in and tries to tries to catch the <laughs> keep the fish from falling in the water, and he just just oh falls my right God. in. The fish gets away and John <laughs> and just belly flops. <laughs> Freaking Ryan sitting there. I act useless like not fucking <laughs> pinning it out. John falls in the water. Everybody's freaking out. God. That was Holy so much fun. That catfish made it home. That was awesome. God. I'm, I'm also pissed at you, Brian. Because Tony, so you come out like one random night with us and catch a catfish within like 30 minutes. But then our friend, uh, Tony and I literally, we went catfishing like probably 25 times that summer and didn't get so much as a single bite. We tried so hard. We went and got, we went and got chicken liver. We were researching, you know, the, the best catfishing spots around us. We were doing all the work and didn't, didn't catch anything. Brian just, comes out with his stupid fishing rod and pulls up a, a 15 pounder. Yeah. Good times. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Yeah. You bringing up John makes me think of fishing back in Woodmont. Oh my gosh. <laughs> back in like middle school and like high school, just going out there on a golf course and fishing. Oh <laughs> Dude, such a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> Would y'all catch anything in that river? Yeah, yeah we, we put some, we let a couple of catfish go into Woodmont, like transplanted them huh. from another lake. So <laughs> there's some fat fuckers in there if they're still living. If all the That's... golf course pesticides haven't killed them off yet. If, if fucking John didn't punt them back into the water, holy shit. <laughs> what? John, we, I, I, he didn't do this every time, but I mean, it was hilarious back then. Looking back on it, it's super cruel, but like it was hilarious. He would like catch a fish and then put it back, but he would punt it into the water. Oh my god! 
Yeah, statue limitations. They can't prosecute him now. It's not animal cruelty. <laughs> Would they just float back up to the surface after landing back in the water? <laughs> no, no. Like we would. They, I mean, they would swim around. They'd be. They'd be fine. Dude, fish like, are tough. Yeah, dude. But yeah, <laughs> that show was so funny back then. What was wrong with him? <laughs> we used to do all kinds of stuff. People used to have to like jump in the lake. I remember us walking across the lake when it snowed one day in Woodmont. It just like, and somebody fell in. God, so much funny stuff happened around that, <laughs> those lakes, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. In that neighborhood, honestly. Oh, true. Yeah. Besides the lake, just oh, countless, countless things. So, what are y'all gonna do during Lots the fall? Debauchery. What are some good fall activities? I know Brian, we were talking about backpacking. That's the perfect time to go. To go backpacking or just camping in general when the weather's getting a little cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mountain weekend, like a cabin or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not too cool, though. So Brian doesn't like sleeping outside. I don't like sleeping outside when it's fucking cold. I hate the cold. See, that's when I like sleeping outside. That's Count really me out, cold. brother. No. Well, that's if it's the... below, like, 50, then nope. Count me 50? out. 50? Oh, my God, Cameron. Jeez. It's cold, dog. Forties <laughs> is cold. Dude, especially that's that's like the perfect, especially backpacking. Your like toes are cold. You you want to be you want to be backpacking in the cold because you're you're gonna work up a sweat yeah. when you're hiking, and it, I mean it's better to to make yourself warm by exerting yourself than you know going going backpacking in the summer when it's already ninety five degrees. You're just dying. Yeah, no, not, not that hot, but like a, like a medium where it gets like down to 50 at night. But like, if it was 70, like high 70s during the day, I wouldn't mind that at all. I don't mind being warm. I don't mind sweating, like really at all, as long as I'm not chafing. <laughs> all right, so uh, when you go backpacking with us, I'll make sure to bring a nice, uh, a nice warm mocha latte for you uh, on each night night of the trip. Um, <laughs> You know, I'll make sure you, you pack your, your fuzzy socks. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe a little a love note from from your parents. Hope you're staying safe out some there. Some boss Cammy. water. <laughs> Stay warm. Some some little hot ones or whatever the little uh, hand warmers are called. Those things oh, don't hands. work. Those are stupid. Hot hands. Until hot ones do, is the wing burn the shit out of interview. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but uh. I gotta stay warm. I hate the cold. I'm the opposite. There are a few things worse in life than waking up just being sweaty as fuck. Yeah. True. True. It's probably an exaggeration, but yeah, you get the point. Yeah. yeah. Let's do something like uh, October, November, where it's not too cold. Yeah, that's honestly the perfect it's not time too to hot. do it. October, November is yeah. the perfect time. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So yeah. So other than um, spending spending our free time thinking of things to do uh, to enjoy ourselves, whether it be fishing or uh, going backpacking, obviously we've we've all got to make money. We've all got our our professional lives to deal with. So so what's how's everyone's how's everyone's professional life going right now? What's uh, what's what's the job status on everyone? What's life been like? I know, I know that's been a part of the reason why we've been so busy lately. Is all of us are just kind of getting caught up in our in our work. 
So Cameron, you have a pretty. Uh, did you say last episode that you got the job, or you've at least started it? That's new since last episode, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, talked about this. Yeah, I don't think I've talked about it at all. But I think I was working again, or I think I started working before the last episode. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just started a new part-time job. It's just uh, an easy, like, serving job at a country club. So TPC Sugarloaf uh, out in Duluth, Georgia. Uh, super nice country club. Wow. Driving in there the first time for the interview, I was like, geez, I didn't know it was like this. Like, each house, I mean, a million plus easy, but some of them are like, is that over 10 mil, like, that's a nice, like, that's a really big house. Like, these houses, some of them got to be in the range of 5 to 10, but uh, I think almost all of them, pretty much all of them. And these houses are built in, like, I think the 90s. Uh, so, uh, TPC Sugarloaf was uh, designed, the golf course designed by, uh, Jesus, now I'm forgetting his name. Ben, no. Greg Norman. Okay, the uh, you know the clothes, the golf clothes and stuff with the shark on it. Greg Norman, the golfer. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. So uh, he designed that golf course, and it has three nine-hole courses. So I mean, essentially, there's one main eighteen-hole course, and then an extra nine. Uh, but there's three nines, so there's twenty-seven holes there and it's super nice and then the the tennis and swim area that i work in is uh it has 14 tennis courts and two pools there like not just one pool not good enough for this country club they have two separate pools like an olympic swimming pool and then like a massive kids pool with this massive slide and all this stuff so that's pretty cool that like they can kind of separate like that's one thing about woodmont that i don't think i would like as an adult when i was in, <laughs> when i was in middle school high school i mean I didn't really mind that there's so many kids just like in one pool and adults really don't have anywhere to go. So, but here there's like a, there's like a massive kids area with like these things you find at a water park, just like fountains pouring stuff out and, you know, like kids stuff and then a massive slide and an Olympic pool. But anyway, it's a super nice place. It's just a part-time job for now. Um, serving and stuff, kind of like an entry level serving job. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that was a big explanation of how nice the place is, just for a, a basic serving job. That's cool. It's always it's always nice to go into a place that that you enjoy being at. Something nice to look at. Yeah, motivating. Oh yeah, you look out like so. There's two clubhouses, or like one main clubhouse, and then a tennis and lifestyle building mm-hmm. with like a gym and. And then different stuff like a dining room and, and a cafe. Uh, but yeah, that's the place I work at. And so we just serve the swimming pool and the tennis courts. Like a lot of tennis ladies that come over and then a lot of people that go to the pools. Kind of nice. Yeah. It's a, it's, I like going there. Uh oh. We got. Welcome to hold the up, hold up, hold up. Oh, we got oh my God. Drink a glass Give of wine. Give a glass of wine. A gloss. Jeez. It's a gloss. A, a gloss. Cover non-blanc. What are you drinking on over there, <laughs> Garrett? 
uh, a, a gloss of uh, uh, something of the red variety. Uh, <laughs> I doesn't even know what it's, it it's is. It's a red. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has it has hints of of cherry and 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 buckwheat, <laughs> and it combines <laughs> with a ma- it combines with a mahogany blend of vino. <laughs> What a massive douche. <laughs> Fellas. Oh my god. How's the podcast going? Am I crashing it? Dude, crashing the party, bro. Uh, yeah, you're kind of you're kind of fucking me up right here. Good. Well, well let me continue <laughs> to do so. What what are we in the middle of? Just just keep so going. I'll, I'll catch up. Just keep going. Join. Very well, yeah. Keep yeah. rolling. Yeah, it was actually camera. a good We're time. Job I, was ex- I was just explaining cool. my boring ass job as a server at a country club. Trying to talk it up, uh, so you joined at a good time. No, I, I bet <laughs> it, you've been making some good tips there, Cameron. If the place seems that nice, I bet every now and then. So the so the thing is, they have like an odd, yeah, definitely, definitely some money. The cars there, uh, I'm I'm much more interested in that than like all my uh, coworkers. I'd like ask people like, yo, who drives that car? Like, what's the craziest car you've seen? Like, who who drives that car? And nobody knows, yeah. like, anything. No one pays attention to the cars or anything. But there's, like, Bentleys, Rolls Royce, Audi R8s, Ferraris, just, like, 911 GT3s. I've seen crazy M4 competitions. I saw an M8 competition driving in the other day. There are some some nice cars there. But anyway. Also, I'm uh, sad because we're all thinking that. What? How are the, the older women? so like uh the other night there's this banquet for like tennis some tennis thing was going on they had this banquet so there were a bunch of tennis ladies there and like a couple dudes but anyway uh so i was working in the cafe uh getting to getting around closing time about nine for us on a weekend uh and the banquet's still going uh the people like the banquet people are still going in the cafe and around the cafe but they're closing down and cleaning up the banquet stuff like the tables and tents and everything so my manager or one of my managers comes over and asks me to like go out there and help and i'm just thinking like they have a whole banquet crew that's out there like cleaning up and that has, like, nothing to do with what my, like, real thing I'm supposed to be doing there is. Like, I'm supposed to be helping people in the cafe, right. like, serving them and making sure everything is clean and stuff like that. And he sends me out there to do this. Sends us all out there to do this. So, uh, I know they're not going to be watching this, so I don't really give a shit what I say. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, they, um, they send us out there, and I'm, like, walking around. This, it had just rained. And I'm walking around in the grass trying to clean up these tables all wet and stuff, getting my socks all wet. So I'm getting I'm getting sick of it. So I'm just like, whatever. I'm finding I'm finding a way out of this no matter what. So I was just like, what can I go do inside? Okay. So I just go and it's like the end of the night, it's past closing time, uh, for like serving new orders and stuff. So I go to close out my order system in the uh like I just bail on cleaning up outside. And you leave everybody else out there. Wow! And don't don't say anything. Just walk away. Classic, classic Cameron ghosting people. Just classic. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with the pale skin, then, uh, I guess. Good God. 
does. Uh, anyway, I'm closing out my ticket inside, and this old lady starts chatting me up. Well, she didn't really start chatting me up. She really just said something weird about my height. Oh. I was, like, standing there at a cafe, and she was How like, tall are you? She asked me, like, this generic <laughs> question. Yeah, like, why are you so tall? Like, oh, just okay. one of those generic questions. I will that came the compliment. Thing. I want to be like, why do you get shot out of a cannon so often? Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> For being short, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> God, dude. I was about to say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> For being a midget, you know? <laughs> uh, short but, uh, shaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to tall shame me. Why are you so tall? Fair. You play basketball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play basketball. <laughs> no, but... uh. She was just like, why are you so tall? I started chatting her up. Instead of just, like, kind of blowing her off like I might have, I was like, I don't want to go back outside. So I'm going to just – I would just uh, talk her up. Purposefully so chat just start, her up. Yeah, purposely just chat her up and, like, create this 20-minute conversation where she asked me about school. <laughs> yeah. And I told her, like, I, I left school and started doing real estate. Gave it the high And then she like <laughs> – yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I left school, started doing real estate. She was like, oh – this other lady like does real estate, so she brings this other lady over to talk to me, and Networking. I'm just like this worker. Yeah, but I'm just like this young employee at their country club. Like I'm right. wearing a polo with my name tag. Like I feel like they, this other lady doesn't want to come talk to me. You know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> She's like, come talk to this guy. <laughs> so uh, I started talking yeah. to her about real estate. You know, I turn on the professionalism about right. real estate and like what I did and like what I can do and, and whatever. And this other lady's just like, so wait, before that happened, she yes. just stood there and she was like, she was like, do you have a girlfriend? Oh, I was like, that's always a low key hit on question. If someone, if, if, if someone in public asks you, Hey, do you have a girlfriend? They're like hitting <laughs> on you. Lady. They're, they're really nah. inquiring. They're like, should I go any further with this? <laughs> right on no nah, this was uh this was early on she was asking about a girlfriend she was just like i guess she was just thinking i don't know tall guy like whatever i'll just uh i'll just ask him and then tall she was guy. like he's she tall said, he must have a girlfriend nah, i don't know i don't know i don't know what she was thinking right. but she asked well, me, well, and then she was and then she was um she's like no no and then she sat there literally for like 30 seconds to a minute and just like looked up at the ceiling and just started going through like all the girls she knows in her head, like, <laughs> and then she was like, "I know the perfect girl for you." Oh, <laughs> here we like, go. I was like, "How do you know me and this girl are perfect?" For each other? She's like, <laughs> "She, she just you. graduated from UGA. Yep, she's tall. Perfect for you. She's brunette. She yeah. and like goes in all the songs. Like, well, I'll be here like five days a week, so bring her by." <laughs> uh, bring but yeah, off. this. Uh, Turn into a 20 minute conversation where she brought in this other lady to talk about real estate just so I could get out of doing what I was doing. And one well, of the guys I work with in the cafe, not yeah. one of the banquet workers, he comes in like when I was when I was still talking to him and he's like working and like walking around and like doing stuff like right. actually working. Right. And so I finally had to cut her off. Like I felt bad for him. Right. I was just like your, was your just responsibility. Like, right, like I, I really, I really enjoy talking to you. Like I hope, I hope we can talk again when you're in here next time. Uh, but like these guys are working hard. Like I should go help them out. <laughs> right. But all the work, all the hard work had already been done outside. They had all what come back that? inside. And then the other coworker was just like, I saw what you were doing, <laughs> just avoiding all the work and going hey. inside and not. <laughs> 
but but Cameron though, like from talking Cameron to you, Cameron gets fired one week later. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. No, they won't fire me. I'm too good of a worker. Yeah, dude. But but kind of wrapping up, like just talking about you know your goals with this job, and I don't know where you guys were in this conversation before I joined in, but you know, knowing where you want to be in this job, like that's exactly what you're looking for. Like you're not, you're not looking to make a career out of this. You're looking to meet people, to network, to find someone who maybe does something that you're interested in and boom, there you go. You've made a job or, you know, maybe you find your wife here, like, like all that kind of stuff. Like you never, (laughs) you never know, but, but that's the importance of networking though. Like that story though, it, you know, it, it just goes to show like you never know who you meet. It's the importance of meeting people and always having your A game yeah. and, and, and always putting yourself in a position to sell yourself to someone else because you never know where that's going like to go. Like a sugar mama. You never know if you're going <laughs> to find a sugar mama, if you're going to find the next job, a new career, anything. It's, it's, Dude, so you'll appreciate this, Brian. She was like, she was like, so this other lady does like interior design and like has done flips on houses before. Okay. And she was like, she was like, so she knows what she's doing. I have all this money. I don't know what to do with. So you, you bring go. stuff to me and tell me like what to do. And I was like, you. She just- has all of this money. She does not know what to do with. There you go. Yeah. Right. So sugar mama. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Well, dude, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. It sounds like it's going really well, though, dude. Like I, I definitely you you offered playing some golf up at uh is it capital city right no nah, what <laughs> tpc sugarloaf sorry dude i get all those mixed up uh but i definitely want to come <laughs> up and play some uh sorry dude i came in the middle of this i'm sorry uh but i definitely <laughs> want to come right. and play some golf at some point though sounds good yeah for sure dude uh friends and family on on the off days for sure right on, right on. so good i believe you uh You've got a recap you want to touch on as well in the same yeah. kind of uh, arena. Sure, sure, yeah. I think this might be relatable to to people who are listening in. First off, real quick question: How far in are we? Like, where are we at? Some context here. We're we got this we, uh, in the next segment. Yeah, okay, we so we switched it up you know, right okay. there. Got it. Cool. So three and four. Got it. All right. So <laughs> for you guys. For the OG listeners out there, uh, y'all know from episode one that I am officially a college dropout. I was enrolled in the MBA graduate program at Ole Miss and uh, grad, uh, decided that it wasn't the right move, man. Uh, they went online with COVID-related issues, and you know I did not feel like I was going to get the experience that I signed up for online at this specific you know, situation, right? I wanted to meet more people. I wanted to network Cameron, like what you're kind of prioritizing right now. I wanted to, you know, grow individually and and all this stuff. And I had been doing online school for a few months now. And I was like, this is not for me. I'm not getting everything out of this that I wanted to. I'm not learning the most. I'm not connecting with my classmates, my professors, you know, et cetera. Like there's just something to do. There's something important and we'll never lose this as a race. We'll never lose this, the importance of what it is for us four to sit together and to look each other in the eye and to understand our body language, to understand like all this nonverbal communication and everything else that goes with it, right? As technological as we become, that will never, that importance will never fade. Anyway, side tangent there. So right now I'm in a position where, yeah, I'm living at home. Uh, I have zero income right now. Um, I've got a little money saved up, so I'm in a decent position. I've got a a girlfriend that's waiting for a ring. I've got a dog I got to feed. 
you know, so I'm in this position of transition, right? So um, I guess to offer a little perspective, so just to be completely candid with you guys, I've got a job that's been lined up um, for next year. Uh, we are looking at next summer uh, that they've offered me to start. Um, so, you know, it's August of 2020. This is August of 2021. I've got 365 days to find some kind of income, right, to, to set me up into that role. And this role, I'm not sure if it's my career, you know, like Brian, like Blake have both found, they've both found steadfast careers in their lives. You know, they have started off with something that they see themselves in for a long period of time or at least the foreseeable future. You know, and uh, I'm in this position now to where I'm looking for that. And, you know, do I want to wait a year to start my career? I don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at uh, for those of you listening in. You know, I'm just kind of trying to figure out, okay, do I want to find something part-time? Do I want to, do I want to you know, maybe dive into another career? Uh, so that's kind of where I am. Um, just to kind of recap, uh, since the last time I had kind of clued you guys in on on uh, what was going on in, in my life. Um but uh, anyway, does that kind of set up well for like what you guys were looking for? Is there anything I didn't answer? Yeah, kinda? but you um, you had a, a previous interview, right? I know you weren't too ecstatic about it. Um, just yeah. from our brief conversation, I don't yeah. know if you want to do touch on it and whatnot, sure. or just really just like talk about the value of your mindset going into it. Yeah, you knew you didn't necessarily want to do this job or like accept it in the event of an offer, but you saw it as opportunity to like practice interviewing, which right. interviewing is a whole fucking thing in it in and of itself. Sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, in the process right now, I've, I've been in a few interviews in person, over the phone, virtual. I had the weirdest interview. I had to record myself answering pre-recorded questions and then send it in to the company I was interviewing with. So, like, they would have a question that they would pre-record. I would have to video myself answering it and then send it in. It was the most awkward thing ever. Yeah, uh, like, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> right, Did you record, right. like, a, a bunch of, of times? Did you do, like, a bunch of takes? No. No, so so it's it, the platform they use, it limits how many takes you can have. So, like, uh, you, no. only, you only get two. I, I wow. only used I only used my <laughs> what if second you fuck take. Up twice? Yeah, dude. You just have to <laughs> deal with it. You just have to send you just have to send it. Just oh own it. Oh my god. Um, That's hilarious. So yeah, dude. Like I, I only used my second take once, which I was pretty proud of, you know. But uh anyway, so yeah, there's there's like all these like challenges of, of trying to enter the the workforce in twenty twenty, given the circumstances, obviously. Uh just a weird year. And you know, I'll I'll be honest though. I have had a lot of luck with opportunities out there. Like there are career opportunities out there that I've had luck with. Um, you know, there's, there's jobs. Like I get on LinkedIn every day. I check jobs. I have notifications come to my phone. I apply and I've gotten, you know, a, a good amount of reach outs from that. Right. And going back to Brian's point though about interviewing. So I think interviewing is a very important skill. I think it's something of just like, you know, the number one thing that you have to understand when you're interviewing is, okay, what's my story? Like, what, who am I? Where have I come from? And what am I looking for? Right. And I think that's the most important thing that you all need to understand is that you have to have not a fictional a story. You have to have a narrative and it is, it's not fictional. It's, it's who you are, right? It's, it's, it's 
who you are, who you've been, where you're going. Okay. And that's so important in the interview process. So um, anyway, you know, interviews are good. They're important. Getting yourself in front of other people, selling yourself, selling, you know, that narrative, selling your skills. So important because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. I got a poopy. <laughs> I thought I heard a dog. <laughs> Who's that? Like oh, baby dog. No, this isn't oh. Ozzy. This is uh this is uh, a little familial little familial oh, puppy making her very making fluffy. Her... Oh my god. This is Benny. <laughs> Benny. And Ozzy is currently sniffing my crop. She must smell really good. He says hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Hey girl. But anyway, uh please someone else take over the the range here yeah. as I've got a puppy. Yeah, no. I agree with that big time. Yeah, the interview process is is important, and a lot of people don't like know what they're doing. Like when they go into an interview, or know like even what an interviewer is looking for. Like, um, so the last sales job I had, um, I actually uh, grew, uh, rose through the ranks. Really, just one rank. I went from junior account manager to senior account manager. And at senior account manager, you start working on bringing on new account managers or junior account managers and like building a team around you, uh, like a sales team that you help train. It's like you get trained, you help people train, all that stuff. So I literally did interviews as like only four, six months into this job. Like I was doing interviews and, and conducting them myself with other people. So it's very interesting, like having somebody come into an interview and like they're super nervous, like right. <laughs> as it's if so like funny this is their so only funny possible the chance to make money. It is. It's weird. Right. It's super weird. It's so so weird. And like the thing you realize at the end of it is like confidence is almost all that matters. <laughs> like one, if you're confident in what you're saying, then that's Absolutely. just like such a good thing. Oh yeah, and so like th- this part-time job that I just got, like it was it was the first interview I did, and I was like so confident going into it. I was like, why would they not want me? You know, like right. they'd be stupid not to hire me. And that's pretty much the uh, the mindset you have to go in. Like, and I I knew this is kind of below below me. I consider it below me just a part-time serving okay. job. Yeah. Anyway, but like even if it is like if even if you think it's really above you, you gotta you gotta act like it's below you. Like I'm absolutely I'm better than this. Like I I if I'm not actually better than this now, then I will be better than this later. And like this is just a stepping stone. You gotta go in there with confidence, like big, big confidence. In mental that interview. Mental leverage. Mental leverage, right? You have to understand, okay, here's what I have to offer. Here's who I am. Here's the opportunities I have elsewhere. I'm going to give it to you straight. And if you feel like you have mental leverage, as if like you, like you said, the people who were nervous felt like that, that this was their only way that they were going to make money. Right. But if yeah. you go in saying, okay, I can figure it out elsewhere and have that mental leverage, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like if you don't hire me, then somebody else will be very happy to hire me kind of mindset. Right. right. And, and what you're saying with mental leverage, like that's all, that's like very psychological, like, so, like I said, the last job and two jobs I did were sales and like that, that's all a part of it. Like mental leverage is knowing like what the other person wants from you. Right. So like in sales, what do they want? They want like trust. Like if they trust you, then they'll probably buy from you. So, I mean, that's just one big thing. But like same thing. I mean, there's certain things that an interviewer is just looking for, like the drive for the job, 
the willingness to, you know, stay committed to the job. Right. Uh, you know, sure. silly, like, talking yourself up about, like, how good you can remember shit or something else. Like, how, like those little quality things you might try and yeah. talk yourself up on don't matter nearly as much as, like, you think they do. Like, it's yeah. all the other stuff. It's all about how everything else comes across to the person and, like, you gotta you gotta get in that mindset of an right. interviewer and like what they're looking for, and then go in there with confidence and 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 tell them you have what they're what they're looking for. Yeah, so I think that's a, the re- go ahead, like I was just gonna say, I think that's a, a good piece of advice for really anything difficult that you go into. I learned that right. back in college, uh, just before going into an exam. I used, you know, experiencing some of those more difficult college classes. I used to get so I just used to psych myself out with. Um, you know, my level of knowledge going into an exam. And I, you know, somewhere around junior year, I realized that, like, the ex- like even even if I didn't feel 100% prepared, if I went in there thinking that I knew enough to pass, that I would end up doing better on those exams. Because, you know, if, if, you don't, if you don't have confidence, then you're going to talk yourself into a hole of just, you know, negative thinking. Um, that's actually something I tell my students before every exam that they take. Before every exam that they take, I'm like, look, yeah. the worst thing you can go, you can do, is go into this feeling unconfident. Think, start yeah. off with confidence, and if you if you have that bar set to a certain level, you're gonna, you're just gonna naturally want to prepare to meet that level. And so, one, you're yeah. gonna have confidence anyway, just because that's your mindset. But you're gonna have right. real confidence going into it because you've done what you need to do to prepare to go into that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And there's. For sure. And there's there's really like two levels of confidence when you go into like these kind of diff, difficult um, things that that, uh, that cause adversity in us. And, uh, but anyway, it's it's one, the confidence to go in there and like just have straight up confidence. Like I'm going to kill this test. I'm going to kill this interview, like whatever. I'm going to destroy it. And then, but then there's also like, because you always have doubt, right? You're always like, right. but fuck, I might not have prepared on this stuff like enough. Like I might, I might not be, they might not be, I might not actually be who they're looking for, like in this role, whatever, whatever kind of doubt that is there. You have to have that like second level of confidence that even if I do get rejected, even if I do fail this test, even if like whatever negative happens, like. I still have what it takes to like get through that, to like get through that adversity and keep going after that rejection, after that failure, whatever it is. So there's like two layers of like, I'm going to kill this. And even if I don't, I'm still going to kill it. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing is like, don't ever pigeonhole your short-term and long-term goals into one particular situation. Right. So what I mean by that is, okay, you're in a job, you're, applying for a job you're interviewing for a job you're looking for your career right like that is not the only final outcome that you have okay mental leverage understand that there's other opportunities out there even when times are hard like they are right now i'm telling you there's opportunities out there you if you need a job if you want to find a job there is one out there for you you might have to dig but it's there okay um have a plan okay with confidence confidence is brought upon Confidence and self-belief are both brought upon by preparation and planning, okay? The better you, the harder you study for a test, Blake, if I spend a week studying for a test and I know the freaking chapter like the back of my hand and I go into that test and I can, I feel like I can take it with my eyes closed, then boom, you're going to feel so confident going in, right? Life is the same way, right? It's, it's 
preparation, okay? If you're looking for a job, practice interviewing, reach out to people, network, talk, you know, study, you know, research the, the, the role that you're going into, understand the company, what they do, right? All these different things that you can apply to anything in life, not just interviewing for jobs, doing your job, uh, looking for a relationship, lay the groundwork, right? Um, in the Bible, they talk about a house built on stone and a house built on sand, right? A house built on stone, built on stone is not going to fly away in the middle of a storm, but a house built on sand will, right? Same concept here. Yeah. If you build your foundation with solid principles of preparation, of knowledge, etc., then when storms come, you're not, your house is not going to wash away, right? That's a universal principle there. Have a solid foundation and, and whatever it is that you do and, and, and trek forward. Do not step backwards. Don't stay put. Just trek forward. And that, that can be applied to literally anything that you want to do in life. And we'll talk more about like some of our long-term goals, you know, um, what we're looking for in our life. But understand that like you always have to have your long-term goal in mind, right? Your short-term goals can change perpetually. I can – I change my short-term goals daily. It's ridiculous. It's mind-bending. But my long-term goal has not changed. And we'll talk about what that is more, I think, later. Um, but I'm off my soapbox. Does that, did that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. One thing I want to add is that the uh, same time, though, life is life. And sometimes you're just going to get fucked. And you might have been oh, yeah. as prepared as you think. But – like you were saying, um, a house built on stone is not like it's still going to go through the storm. It's still going to get beat up. Maybe a window gets busted. Uh, maybe a wall breaks down. So like, don't expect like, oh, I prepared so much for this. I should have right. done better. I should have had that because it doesn't work out that way. Um, while we're on the topic of like interviewing and stuff, I can yeah. share a small little personal anecdote on it. So I graduated a semester late. Um, I spent pretty much all of last fall going through recruiting and interviews and whatnot. I probably did, I don't know, three, four months straight of pure interviewing, going through Big Four, going through every little small company here and there. Um, part of it was like, Garrett, your interview this week was just purely practice. I didn't give a shit about the company. I just wanted to go fuck up in their interview before I got to the one that actually mattered. Um, long story short, I went, got to the final round of one of the big four, flew out to Chicago, killed that interview, and I didn't get it. And yeah. there was no reason why I was perfectly qualified sometimes. It happens. It's life. Whatever. The next day, I get a listserv email from my fraternity's chapter advisor saying, "Hey, my company is uh looking for some Salesforce consultants." And lo and behold, it's exactly what I wanted. And now yep. here we are, eight months later, and I'm doing way, way better than I would have been doing at any big four job. Yep. So it's Absolutely. all. Um, it's all perspective and yes, preparation is very important, but can I, can I also add, pent up. can I also add another word in there that kind of has to do with, with your mentality there? Faith, whether you yeah. believe in a high, whether you believe in a higher power or not, 
faith in that it's all going to work out in the long run, right? Brian, you have yeah. – whether you said the word or not, that's what you believed, right? Mm-hmm. Faith in the long run. Just just believe that things are going to work out how they're supposed to. With faith, I uh, there's a saying I like. It's called aggressive patience. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You have to have a balance. You can have faith, but don't be a lazy ass. It doesn't yep. work. You got to put in the work, but you also have to have faith, and that's where absolutely it works out. That's I love that. Yeah, but yeah. No, we got real fucking deep right there, but there's some solid ass points. Um, yeah, think, sounds like some maybe rewind that a couple times. Type shit. Yeah, <laughs> damn, Gary V in the house. Yeah, dude. I, but I, I <laughs> that shit applies though, bro. Like people don't hear that message enough, man. Like, you know, we're kind of set up when we go through school and when we go through our lives. Like sometimes we're kind of built up on these pedestals where it's like everything's perfect. Like. You are perfect. Nothing you do is wrong. And then we hit reality. You know, we graduate college or whenever it is that we hit reality. It happens to everybody. And then we realize, oh, shit, this is for real. I better step the fuck up. You know, like you you have to get hit in the face by that sense of reality. To tr- and, and, and But the thing is, is like this is adversity, right? You get hit with that message and, and it hits you. What are you going to do? Are you going to fold or are you going to step the fuck up and take it on? Right? Like. At the end of the day, if you're not willing to take that challenge of life and reality and move forward and, and, and overcome it opposed to succumb to it, I mean, there's there, no government program is going to help you out there. I mean, you're you're pretty much just – you're you're stuck, right? So you're waiting on that next $1,200 check. God bless. No it kidding. ain't coming. Yeah. So um, – You got to pay it back next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is this is bona fide talk, y'all. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be genuine. We're gonna give it to you straight. And and reality is a lot of times a tough pill to swallow. It is, but it just is what it is, right? So that's all I got, fellas. I think I think that's oh. a good note to end it on. That was that was yeah. a yeah. strong finish right there. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I, I think my my wine glass is empty. I think I'm about ready for another. I think that uh, Cabernon is uh, fucking speaking right now, speaking soul words. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get me some that shit. Yeah. Hey, I, I actually. Oh, Garrett. Up. Yeah. You like this? What's up? Since you were gone, somebody had to fill the shoes, dude. Okay. Miller Lite. Are you looking at your camera? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, Miller Lite. Let's go. That's my guy. A uh, camera's back on the pog. Okay, he's. Are we going to get sponsored yeah. by Pog sometime soon? Nah, dude. So the last, the other night when we didn't actually record, I drank all the six packs. I had oh, to go get another nice. one. <laughs> dude, that's a good endorsement. I'm going to have to try that. Where'd you buy that at? Oh, Target. Target. Okay. Where I'm going to look for that because that passion it's fruit mango one. or whatever sounds good. They're pretty good. Um, dude, it is good. I mean, the the regular Scoflaw basement IPA is good. Yeah. But if you're not like super into IPAs, this is right. good just because it's got a little fruitiness to it. Right. And it's not like super fruity. Like passion fruit isn't like fucking, I don't know, peach or cranberry or anything else. Like it's not right. that sweet. It's I got a little fruitiness. Manzer, you're gonna appreciate this, dog. So, uh, I so for those of you listening, I'm at I'm close to the beach. I'm down on the Mississippi coast right now, staying with my girlfriend's family. We're, we're heading to PCB tomorrow, nice. so I'm gonna be at the beach tomorrow. I'll make sure to send some pics to y'all. Um, but 
my girlfriend asked if I could pick up some truly lemonades before I left because she has <laughs> not had any luck finding them. So after I gave you shit last episode of having to like, you know, make a joke about buying tampons with their Trulies, I go through the self checkout line at Kroger with two truly lemonade. Oh packs, my god! And I'm just like, oh man, sir, if he were here, he would shit <laughs> on me. Have, um, have you tried them? Did you try one? Dude, I haven't yet, but I'm going to this week. You're gonna uh, fall in love. They're good. Then, yeah, I'm sure. they're good. You're just they're gonna give me an apology. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so keep I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in your ear and we're getting close to the end here. Y'all just bear with. I'm gonna put this in y'all's ear. So I've seen this the last couple times I've gone to Kroger and I've been really close to buying them. Social house. I don't know if it's local, I don't know what it is. Social house seltzers. Okay. So what it is. There's 7% alcohol. I don't know what Wycol and Trulies are. 7%. And they're seltzers, but they taste like popular liquor drinks. Um, Old-fashioned. Uh, there's like a screwdriver type deal. Seven and a half. Okay, word. Um, but I, I'm probably going to buy them, dude. I'm probably going to try them. They That'd only come in 12-pack at the Kroger. Yeah, but I might buy that for the next podcast and uh, and give a couple Do of those a whirl. Those will really be talking through me after. Yeah, a let's really try and uh, let's try and switch it up, make it interesting, get some uh, yeah. oddballs in there, and not just have the same thing every fucking week, Blake. <laughs> two weeks in a row, you had the same shit the other day. Tranquila. but we didn't yeah. record. True, yeah. still. Every day a- we, we hopped on a call the other night and didn't record. I was also drinking this, well, but I uh, went ahead and finished that six pack off. <laughs> I'm not a creature of habit. I'm really not. But, like, my fridge is always stocked with Miller Lite. And I never remember to go to the store and buy something fresh for the BFT. And so I just run downstairs and grab my Miller Lite that my dad always buys (laughs) and uh, just run with it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so sorry to ramble there. But uh, are all of your hearts and minds clear? Is everybody good on tonight? How was – okay, right on. Well, uh. Great. This one's for this one's for Connor Manzer. This episode was one hundred percent. This was one hundred percent. This is Garrett Lusk. We got Brian Edwards, Blake Manzer, Cameron Campbell. Uh, this is BFT episode uh, seven. I think appreciate y'all tuning yeah. in. Seven. See you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Double O seven. This is the old James Bond. Oh, that should have been. We fucked it up. We right. we have to when we post it. You we have to make it a James Bond episode. Bond, James Bond. <laughs> you ended it, but. <laughs>